0: Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 2002's The Scorpion King. Hello everybody, and welcome to episode 104 of I Watch This As An Adult. I'm your host, Mikel Ford. We're gonna be talking about The Scorpion King from 2002, but before we get to that, let's talk about Things I Watched This Week. i going to get a theme song for that soon, I feel like, I feel like a theme song's coming for that, but not quite there yet. But, uh, <laughs> but let's get into Things I Watched This Week. Uh, before I get before I get into the main thing I want to talk about, I got a little funny antidote for you, uh, a little antidote. Is it antidote or antidote? I don't... <laughs> I'm not good with words, I don't know. But, um, uh, I tried to watch Euphoria on HBO. I have a subscription to HBO Max, of course, uh... So I was like, "Uh, everybody's raving about this show, Euphoria. Uh, It stars us, and it stars Zendaya. And I was, and I've been hearing things about it. Everybody's like, oh, it's good. I've been seeing like little memes about it and everything. And I was just like, let me try and watch Euphoria. And. It's a hard watch for me. I'm sorry. It's it's just a hard fucking watch for me. I can't I can't get through that show. I just can't. I only watched like I watched like two episodes. Cause I think this is what happened. I watched one episode. Um, I watched the first episode. Like a, I watched the first episode. I want to say like a year ago or so. I want to say I watched it when this show came out, I think this show came out during the pain, like the, the height of the pandemic, I think I watched it during the height of the pandemic I was just like, oh let me watch this you know, let me watch this and I watched it and I was like, this show's kind of fucking sick, you know and it didn't catch on at the time, nobody was talking about it uh, like season two came out and everybody was like, oh my god you need to be watching Euphoria I've been seeing people talk about it all over like oh my god euphoria is so good you know so i was like let me watch let me let me watch it i was like i haven't finished season one yet let me finish season one so i tried to 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 finish season one i was like this is going to this is going to be a tough watch for me because this show is fucking sick man it's fucking sick uh it's about kids and these kids issues like a motherfucking man like all I gotta say is like this show makes me look at my daughter this show makes me look at my daughter and be like you're not leaving the house (laughs) you know (laughs) I like it makes me want to put a house arrest bracelet on my daughter uh I want to track her she's not using she's not she's not using the cell phone I'm not getting her a cell phone uh I was like, she can't, she can't, she can't, she can't leave the house. It was like, if I'm going to be a chaperone at wherever she's at, you know, it just makes me want to, it just makes me want to watch my daughter 24/7 because what these kids go through is fucking terrifying. And I have to say, like, the problem is the parenting in this show. the, the, The parents are very lackadaisical. On the show from what I've seen. Like nobody's watching these fucking kids. How does your. Zendaya plays a girl. Zendaya plays a girl. Who's addicted to pills. and, and, And drugs. She's addicted to drugs. And she has a drug overdose. And like her mom. Doesn't even know. That she's doing drugs. She didn't know. Until she had a drug overdose. That she was doing drugs. And I'm like there's no way no way my da- I know a lot of people you could say that now but uh <laughs> I like there's no way my daughter is getting away with doing drugs underneath my underneath my roof there's no way it's happening I was like I'm gonna we're gonna have to go old school man we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go old school and like anything need these, these kids did do we're gonna have to whoop their ass I know we all like this new age parenting and oh no, there shouldn't be any whoopings. There shouldn't be any, any any physical chastising. I'm like fuck that. All right, spank your child. I I know a lot of people don't. I know a lot of people ain't gonna agree with this, but ain't the first time people have not agreed with what the fuck I've said. Spank your child. Okay, they're getting out of line. Spank them. All right. It worked for me I got my ass whipped All the goddamn time Look at me Now I'm a fucking I, I'm a, I'm a, I, I do a fucking podcast About movies <laughs> You know <laughs> I'm not in jail I'm not dead Because my parents Whipped my ass <laughs> They beat the fuck out of me <laughs> Okay And I got the message I was like Oh be good Okay Oh, go to school, get good grades, go to college, get a get a college degree, and get a good job, and and do this. Not, you know, like so. I got the idea because my parents whip my ass. A lot of these kids, a lot of these kids are disrespectful because their parents ain't whipping their ass. I I I hate, to, I hate to go on a fucking rant about fucking parenting and chastising your fucking child, but you ain't doing it right. Alright? You ain't fucking doing it right. Like, these kids, they disrespectful to their elders, they doing drugs behind your back, they making fucking sex tapes and all this shit, you know? And, like, like just doing all types of fucking shit. Like, spank your child. That's what the kids in Euphoria needed. They needed their ass whipped. It's obvious that none of these kids got their ass whipped. I, I might—I'm only in episode two. I don't know, but from what I see, obviously so far, when I see none of these kids got a gu- pop against the ass, like, none of these kids got that. Dude, it's just—it's like y'all ain't doing it right y'all ain't parenting right and i'm not saying like just physical chastise ch- chastization is the best thing because that's not the only thing you should do as a parent your job as a parent isn't to just whip your kids ass that's not that's not what i'm saying um like talk to your kids make sure your kids make sure your kids are around you teach them to respect your el- teach them to respect their elders Okay, like, teach them, can I tell my daughter, I tell my daughter all the time, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. I tell my daughter this all the time, I was like, that's why I tell them, like, honey, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all, you wouldn't like it if someone would say something mean to you. You know, I tell her that, uh, but like, it's just like, like, you have to talk to your kids, you have to talk to your kids, you have to spend time with your kids, you have to. If they, if they need a quick, uh, uh, swift kick in the ass, they need a swift, quick kick in the ass. That's what they need. If they need a pat on the ass. They need a pat on the ass. So they can act right. Alright? It worked for me. It worked for a lot of kids in my, gener- my generation. <laughs> Alright? It worked for the generation before us. It could work here. If it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it, all right, (laughs) stop trying to, there's a lot of, there's a lot of parents that want to be their kid's friend, okay, there's a lot of parents out here, they want to be their kid's friend and not their parent, and you're fucking it up, all right, that's not how you parent, being your kid's friend is not how you parent, you be their fucking parent, they got friends at school. They got friends at school. They got friends in their extracurricular activities. They don't need you to be their fucking friend. They need a parent. They need an adult to teach them right from wrong. That's what the fuck they need. And and obviously, obviously, that's what's going on in this show. There's no fucking adult to teach these kids right from wrong because they're so busy trying to be their fucking friend. I don't play that shit like, I am not my, I am not my daughter's friend, I'm a father, okay, but, yeah, man, this show, this show just, uh, this show just sit, just sit, my parenting, uh, fucking alert, like, just just set me the fuck off, because I'm, I'm watching this as a parent, you know like I'm watching this as a parent and I'm just like oh my god this, they, they're fucking up on all fucking cylinders you know like everything is fucked up but you know <laughs> but yeah man I'm I'm it's just this this show's gonna be a fucking hard watch because these kids are fucking sick and obviously they don't have any fucking role models that teach them right from wrong but yeah, that was that. I, that. I hate that I went on that big ass fucking rant about parenting and what you should do as a parent. I'm not saying I'm a perfect parent by any means, but like Cause like my kids, my kid's still, my kid's still young. You know, like she's still, she's not even ten yet. So, but by the time she makes ten, I guarantee she's gonna be acting fucking right. she's gonna be doing the shit that these fucking kids are doing. Uh but Come back to me in 10 years when that bites me in the ass. <laughs> you come back to me in 10 years. you like, oh, you see, you talking all that shit. You know, <laughs> I can admit when I'm wrong. I can admit when I'm fucking wrong. I don't have a problem with that. But anyway, moving on. Let's talk about Moon Knight. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking Moon Knight. Um. I didn't get the chance to talk about the first episode of Moon Knight uh, last week because of you know what do you know what that happened you know where do you know who um, you know if you know what I'm talking about watch watch last week's episode to find out about that but um, I think, so I didn't get the chance to talk about Moon Knight uh, so I gotta ke- I gotta play catch up I gotta talk about episode one and 2 now. Uh episode 1 I like episode 1. Uh I like this. I like the show so far. We're going to see where this goes. I think there's only 6 episodes. We're going to see where this goes. But I like the show so far. Moon Knight is a is I want to say Moon Knight is my favorite one of my favorite characters, but it's a Character that I tolerate, you know, because like the first time I think that first time I ever got acquainted with Moon Knight, I've seen him in the comics and I've been like, Oh, that's a cool looking fucking character, but I never really, you know, because like he would show up in other people's books and I'd be like, Oh, that guy's that guy looks fucking cool. Hey, I, I had a Moon Knight action figure as a kid, they were like, They had like the Marvel uh, KB Toys, was it KB Toys or, uh, Toys R Us, but, like, one of them, they used to have, like, the exclusive, like, Marvel, uh, superheroes, uh, and I had a couple, of- I had a couple of those, and Moon Knight was one of them, because I just got Moon Knight, because I thought he looked cool, and I've seen him in the comics a couple of times, and I was like, oh, wow, this guy looks cool, I want, I want him, you know, so, <laughs> so, uh, like, I don't know, I don't know an extensive amount of things about Moon Knight. I know about Mark Spector. He's, like, um, he's got, like, multiple personalities. I know, like, the bare minimum about Mark Spector. Like, Mark Spector's got multiple personalities. He's got, uh, like, he used to be, he used to be in the military. He, then he became, like, I think he became, like, a like, a assassin or some shit like that and like he uses multiple personalities to, to get around and and then he, one of his multiple personalities turns into Moon Knight and they fight crime at night and that's pretty much, and he deals with the supernatural a lot that's pretty much all I know about Moon Knight, bare minimum like the bare bones of Moon Knight, that's what I know about him and he's got a cool ass looking suit, his suit is fucking tight I love that fucking suit but uh, he looks like white. He looks like white Batman, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> uh, if you remember, um, we got that we were all, always sunny in Philadelphia. They had Nightman and Dayman, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they had Nightman and Dayman. Like he looks like Dayman. That's what uh Moon Knight looks like. Um, but um, yeah, man. Episode one was episode one was all right. We get the no. We got the no. Stephen Grant, which is, uh, one of Mark Spector's multiple personalities, and I like how they flip it, I like how they flip it, because if this, I think, if this was done, if this, if this, uh, if this was a movie, and this was done, even if this is like, a superhero show, because they used to have superhero shows, um, if this was a show, like, even, like, ten years ago, we would have been following Mark Spector, like, mark specter would be what we start with we probably would have been going oh this is multiple friends. they probably would they probably would have done it like uh there used to be a show in the 90s it used to come on in the mid 90s called the pretender if if you're old enough to remember the pretender uh my dad used to uh watch that show he used to watch a show called the Pretender. Uh, he used to make me tape that shit, too, when he was at work, too. And I was like, why are we taping this? So, so, like, so I would tape the show. And back in the day, I'm trying to remember how taping shit worked. Because back in the day, uh, when you tape something, you had to watch the fucking show. So, like, you would have the tape on. You would have the tape recording. And you watching the goddamn show. So, like, my dad would have me tape the Pretender. So, I would watch... The pretender. So <laughs> and like he was like, Oh you tape, you tape the pretender for me, boy? And I was like, Yes, 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 dad, yeah, I did. He was like, Alright, and then he'll go and pop the tape in and watch it. And <laughs> that's old school technology, kids. Old school technology. But um there used to be a show called The Pretender, by the, going back today. Uh, <laughs> where like this guy uh he had like a disorder. And he would pretend to be different people, and he would. It's kind of like he was like frauding people. It's kind of like uh, Catch Me If You Can, uh, the movie with uh Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. Uh, they 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 kind of did it like that. It's kind of like Catch Me If You Can. Um, well, like he would pretend to be everything. He would pretend to be a pilot. He'd pretend to be a mechanic he'll pretend to be a cab driver, he'll pretend to be, I think one time, he, I don't, don't call me on this, I think one time he pretended to be a police officer or an FBI agent or some shit, he pretended to be that, uh, but, like, he would, like, just pretend to be these fucking, uh, these fucking occupations to get around, and, and, and he, cause, like, he's running, he was running from the law and like they were trying to catch him and uh i think like like send him back to prison or some shit like or put him like on a mental facility or something like that he didn't want to go so he would just keep pretending to be these people he would keep pretending to be these people to get away from these people that are trying to put him away for a long time they are trying to put him in the, i think that i think that was the i haven't watched the pretending fucking years so cuz like i wasn't watching it my dad was watching it it was his fucking favorite show but um but yeah, yeah. Like if they did Moon Knight back then, it would be the Pretender. He would be all these characters and all these characters, and then probably at the end of the um at the end of the episode, he would turn into Moon Knight and fight people. <laughs> yeah, but like this big ass fight scene, and that be the end of that. Probably be the end of the episode. Uh, but I like how they flipped it here now because like we're we're following one of his multiple personalities Stephen Grant who is a uh, gift shop worker He and he's British like he's a British gift shop gift shop worker and he works at a museum and I like how it starts off because like you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on here <laughs> you're trying to figure out what's going on here because he uh, chains himself to his bed at night. Like he has, like a he has, like a chain, and he cuffs himself to the bed at night so he doesn't get up. because I think, like when he's when he's asleep, his multiple his multiple personalities wander, and like he's out at night. I don't know how you figured this shit out. They still haven't told us how he figured that shit out, maybe maybe we'll find out later in the show Uh, I don't want to jump to conclusions you know, because they didn't show us they didn't show us that, like, how does he find out how does he figure out that his brain wanders and he's doing all this other shit at night that he has to, he's like he's so afraid of that, that he has to cuff himself to his bed at night um but yeah, it starts off with that, where, like, he gets up and he's cuffed to his bed. And, like, he does, this is, like, a ritual that he does every night where he, like, he gets in the bed and he cuffs himself to the bed and he goes to sleep. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, um, he, um, but, yeah, he's, like, we're following, like, we're following this character. And I like that we're following, I like that we're following this character. It puts a little, it puts a little twist on it. Uh, we don't see, cause, like, we don't see Mark Specter. Until like maybe the end, I think of episode one is when he's talking to him in the mirror uh, when um and we see a uh, Conchu who's a voice by F who's a voice by F Murray Abraham of all people I never thought I would see F Murray Abraham in a Marvel project <laughs> but he's here he did a fruit of he did a fruit of the loom commercial he could do a Marvel film but a, a, a Marvel uh, production. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he we we follow we like we see Kanchu uh, and Kanchu and like this this is where the show kind of turns into Venom. You know, I don't want to turn anybody away by that. I don't want to turn anybody away by that. And we're like, oh god, it's Venom, but um, nah, it's a good it's a good Venom. It's a, it's a good Venom because like Kanchu's not fucking annoying. You know, because like, he's just like, uh, in Steven's brain, like he sees him and then like he talks to him in his brain (laughs) because like there's one, there's one part where like, um, Steven, uh, wanders, uh, I think he wanders into like this town and this village and like these guys trying to kill him. Um, I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to that later. Like, like Ethan Hawke play, Ethan Hawke plays the main villain. I'm going to get to him in a little bit. Uh, but like those guys are like chasing Steven and he just like what happens is he blacks out and he just fucking kills people is what happens I like that's why I like I like this first episode cuz he does that a lot he just blacks out and kills people and then like when he when he gets back into his body he's like oh my god oh you know what do I do oh, you know all this shit <laughs> And, like, there's one part where they're running from these guys and, like, kill people. And then, like, he's back and then Kanchu says, Oh, my God, the idiot's back in in control. And and I laughed at that. I was like, that's funny. I was like, that's funny. He's like, oh, God, the idiot's back in control. (laughs) I was like, that was funny. Um, But, yeah, episode one's good. Episode two is good. We uh, run into uh, Stephen Grant again, Stephen, Stephen Grant is here, uh, uh, he finds out that he has a wife, as Mark Spector, Mark Spector has a wife, uh, I forgot her name now, I forgot her fucking name, I had her name, I think her name was Lila, I think her name was Lila, uh, pray about this really cute, pray about this really cute Egyptian girl, uh, I think her name was like May the, the actress's name is like May something I forgot it, I forget this whole girl's name but she's a badass too she's a, she's a pretty she's pretty, pretty fucking badass cause like there's a scene in here where she beats the shit out of a dude, I was like god damn she gave that nigga like the 15 piece combo, I was like shit uh, you know, but, you know like, <laughs> she fucked that dude up, but um yeah, it was like but yeah, like we, we we meet that, we get uh more into we get a little bit more Mark Spector in episode 2. We get a little bit more Moon Knight in episode 2. I like the I like the part where he turns into Moon Knight and uh, because they keep saying summon the suit cuz Mark Spector's in his head, he's like summon the suit. Summon the suit. And he's just like summon the suit. What are you talking to me? He's like summon the suit. And so like he summons the Moon Knight suit, but it's an actual suit, like it's a suit and tie, and but he's got like the Moon Knight mask. He look pretty dope in that too. Like that shit, fucking, I was like, I'd wear that, you know. <laughs> and he has the suit on, and like it's pretty, it's pretty fucking cool. I like that the suit looks good. Like I like that they kept it comic book accurate. You know, like the 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 actual comic book costume. I like that they I like that they kept it the way it is. They didn't try to modify it. They just made it like a little. They just made it look a little bit more tactical. That's all they did. You know, it doesn't exactly look like the comic book, but they kept it as as comic book accurate as they can. You know, because they like I said, they just made it look like they just made it look a little bit more tactical. You know, it's got ridges in it and shit to make it look like yeah, this is something that he could wear in live action. That's all they did. But I like the way the suit looks. Um, Ethan Hawke as the as the uh as the villain he plays a villain named Arthur Morrow uh and like what he does is like he punishes people he's kind of like he's kind of like a walking minority report where like he punishes people before they even do evil is what he does like he'll he'll like take your hands he'll take your hands and he's got like the scale like a like a justice scale on his arm and on like on like his like it's like in, in, in his forearm and he's like, You tipped, I'm gonna tip the scales of justice and all this shit. And he takes your hand, and if you've done wrong, like the the, the the scale will turn red and like 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 it'll like weigh itself down. And he's and he'll just say, I wish you could be here to see the world we build. And then like he'll just then like the person'll just wither up and fucking turn gray and die. You know? <laughs> like he's a real So far, he's a real low-key sinister character. He's not like over the top. The way Ethan Hawke plays him, he's not over the top. He doesn't yell. He's like, he's just very low-key. He thinks he's doing the right thing. That's a great, that's that's the sign of a great villain. A villain that thinks he's doing the right thing, but he's really not. You know, I like that. Uh, We'll see where that goes as the show goes along, but... So far, I'm digging the show. So far, I'm, I'm liking it. I like Oscar Isaac's uh, performance. He's he's really good as uh, Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant. Uh, I like to see. I, I I hope we get a little bit more Moon Knight, like by episode three, cause like we looks like we're getting acquainted with Moon Knight. Cause the first episode, he shows up, and that's it. Like he's at the like the very last like ten minutes of the episode. If that, and then like he's, and then like he's gone and then like we get a little bit more moon night in the second episode, but it's not a lot. Hopefully we get more moon night. I want to see a bit more moon night. Uh, cause like these episodes are, uh, are almost an hour. You can fit a little bit more moon night in there. Okay. <laughs> you can fit a little bit more moon night in there. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to see where this goes. I'll be back with my review of The Scorpion King after these messages. And welcome back to the show. The Scorpion King from 2002. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the technical first. Uh, this movie was directed by Chuck Russell, who actually has a couple of movies under his belt. Uh, he directed The Mask. He directed uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Three: The Dream Warriors. He actually he actually directed that that, and he also directed possibly a movie that terrified me when I was a kid. Like, this movie actually really terrified me as a child. He directed the 1988 version of The Blob, which is a terrifying movie, which I know I'm going to have to revisit one day because I watched it as a kid. So... (laughs) So... That movie is fucking terrifying. I'm thinking I'm having flashbacks about it right now. But <laughs> that 1988 blob is, is, is ain't nothing to fuck with. But anyway, um, so he actually directed. So he actually directed some movies. Um, the screenplay was written by Steven Summers, William Osborne, and David Hayter. David, David, David Hayter, uh, Solid Snake himself. But. Uh, <laughs> The movie had a budget of sixty million dollars and brought in a whopping one hundred and eighty point six million dollars at the box office. It was a huge, huge hit. Uh, the movie also has a rotten tomato score of forty one percent. There wasn't any really any like facts I could have brought up, like any production things or anything like that. You know, so, I don't have anything about that. So, let's talk about how I watched this movie as a kid. I was a teenager at the time, actually, when I seen this. Uh, I actually saw this movie on DVD. Because, uh, my mom just bought a DVD player. It's like the the first ever DVD player we ever had. Because it's, this was 2002. And this was, like, actually one of the first movies we bought on DVD was The Scorpion King. (laughs) (laughs) and like we bought the scorpion king because like i was a huge rock fan growing up because i love pro wrestling and if you were a a kid or teenager growing up in the late 90s early 2000s you you loved fucking pro wrestling you loved you loved it like wwe wcw ecw like you were watching it all i was watching it all you know so like the seeing a rock crossover to do movies, uh, seeing the rock crossover to do movies was f- f- fucking awesome to me, I was like, oh, wow, he, he's doing movies now, <laughs> you know, that's great, uh, at the time, I thought this was an okay movie, when I was watching it, I was like, it wasn't anything amazing to me, it was like, it was something that I would watch when I was bored, when I had nothing to do and nothing was on t- TV, or I didn't want to play video, or I played every fucking video game that I played, or something like that, I'll just be like, eh, I'll pop in the fucking Scorpion King, <laughs> like, and watch it, but, um, yeah, there, there was, that's pretty much it, I didn't really, it wasn't, it wasn't really nothing to write home about the movie when I first saw it, I was like, it's, it's okay, you know, <laughs> This was uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's first starring role. Have uh, if you, if you, if you remember uh, this? This uh, is a spinoff character. This is a spinoff character from the uh, Scorpion. From uh, not the Scorpion King. From, we're talking about the Scorpion King right now. Uh, this is a spinoff from the Mummy, The Mummy Returns. Uh, so they was just like, let's see what this character was like before he turned into a giant CGI crab scorpion creature. Uh, so, so, like, this was, like, the role that they gave the Dwayne. Like, this was the role that would really make or break Dwayne to see, they wanted to see if he could be a leading man. They re- That's what they wanted to see. They wanted to see if this man could be a leading man, or is he just another wrestler trying... To get into acting like many other wrestlers before him because like he's not the first wrestler to try acting you know Hulk Hogan did it in the in the, in the early 90s uh Roddy Piper did it uh he had um that was a I'm gonna say the Iron Sheik the Iron Sheik never acted uh <laughs> I don't know why the Iron Sheik popped in my head why the fuck did the Iron Sheik pop in my head um uh, Jesse Jesse Ventura who I was thinking about. <laughs> I was thinking about Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> I don't know how I got the Iron Sheik from Jesse the Body Ventura. I don't know I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. But there were a lot of actors that were acting before him. And they wanted to see if he had the had, had the the skills to surpass all those guys. Let's talk about the movie now. The beginning of the movies the beginning of this movie like starts off like a biblical movie. <laughs> You know, but I was like, I was wondering when, like, Jesus was gonna show up and, like, help the Rock fight, you know, <laughs> but I was wondering, I was like, wait, am I watching, cause, like, this this guy, this is guy, I think it's the guy that played Sabretooth in the X-Men movie, in the X-Men movie, uh, cause he shows up and he's like, and, like, it looks like fucking Sodom and Gomorrah and shit, and like, everybody is, like, they're, like, fighting and fucking and everything, and And, like, this guy, like, this guy shows up, he's like, we've conquered them all, we've conquered the Macedonians, and the the Presbyterians, or whatever the fuck, and, like, he's, like, naming, like, real societies, and I'm like, yo, man, was this supposed to be, like, set in, like, biblical days or some shit? And so, like, I was like, yo, man, I'm like, yo, man, when?" When Jesus showing up, you know, like, <laughs> when is Jesus coming to help the rock fight these people? You know, that's what I want to know. Like, it was, this is going to be like the biblical expendables. It's going to be the rock. It's going to be Jesus Christ. It's going to be Moses. You know, like, it's like everybody just going to show up. Uh, we're going to get, we going to get, uh, we gonna get Abraham, you know, <laughs> we gonna get him, we gonna get them all, all the Noah, Noah's gonna show up with his Ark, and, you <laughs> know, and they just go, they just gonna kick some ass, you know, like, you just gonna bring all the animals off, it's like, two if by sea, motherfucker, two if by sea, you know, so, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but nah, we don't get that, it's just the rock, the rock shows up uh like i guess he's like he was trying to save his brother or some shit because they were about to kill his brother and uh who's played by the played by the the native american dude from renegade look that up folks look that up look up renegade it stars lorenzo llamas look up lorenzo llamas if you don't know who lorenzo llamas is too (laughs) but yeah this opening scene Is the funniest thing I've ever fucking seen, man. (laughs) Like, it is. Because The Rock just comes in and just comedically just kicks a bunch of guys' asses. You don't know any of these fucking dudes. He just beats the shit out of these guys. And, like, he hangs a fucking dude. Like, he takes a guy's head, wraps it around a rope, and he fucking hangs the... He fucking swings off this motherfucker and hangs him. And, like, he uses this guy as, like, a pulley to, uh, kill the other guy that played Sabretooth. He killed that guy. And I laughed my fucking ass off. (laughs) And we only, like, five minutes into the movie. We are only five minutes into the fucking movie. And this already happened. I'm already hysterically fucking laughing at this goddamn movie. Um, it's just, I was like, I was like, okay, all right, this is the movie we're in for, okay. (laughs) Uh, I like all, how all the white people in this movie think they're like in Macbeth or some shit with these fake ass British accents, cause like every, every white person in this movie has a fake British accent. I'm like, dude, we're not, this is, this isn't uh, Britain, this isn't, like, England or nothing like that, we're, we're, we're pretty much in the Middle East, we're in the Middle East, because that's where all the fucking biblical shit happened in the Middle East, you know, all that shit happened there, you know, you talking about the, you're talking about Jordan and all that shit, Africa, really, like, all this shit happened in the Middle East and Africa, you know, (laughs) really, so, like, I'm like, why are white people here in the first place, honestly? Uh yeah. <laughs> it like like yeah, there's guys walking around looking like the rock. Rocks have black. So like, yeah, the rock rocks have black, have Samoan. You know, he fits, but um all these white people in this movie, I don't know why they're here. Uh, but um also Mike Dexter from Can't Hardly Wait is in this movie looking out of place as fuck. You know, like, cause I was like, why the fuck is this dude here? He looks like Mike Dexter in, like, uh, old school clothes, pretty much, you know? (laughs) Like, he looks like him in, like, fucking armor. He's like, it's Mike Dexter! It's like he just wanna, he just wants to call everybody, uh, everybody, I'm, I'm using this word, my, his word's not mine, he was like... It looks like he wants to call everybody a fag, you know, when he, he's like, it looks like he just wants to come up and be like, what's up, fags, you know, some shit like that, you know, that just, that looks like, what the fuck, he looks like Mike Dexter in fucking armor and a sword, I don't take him seriously, um, this movie is also PG-13, so there's a lot of stabbing and slicing people up with no blood being shown, all you do is like hear stabbing effects and slicing effects. You hear you hear this a lot. You 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 watch. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. Watch the Scorpion King. When you watch the Scorpion King, you're gonna hear a lot of this sound. You're gonna hear a lot of that sound. That sounded weird. I know it did because that's how it sounded in the goddamn movie. Uh, <laughs> the CGI in this movie has an age well. There's like a fire ants. There's a couple of scenes in here where the UC Jada fucking age well. But there's a fire ant scene and the fire ants look fake. Like they look so fucking fake. Uh even like when like they, Like they come cause like they they do like a scene where like they bury the scorpion king. Uh Matthias is his name. He's not the scorpion king yet. Cause this is a prequel. Matthias. They bury Matthias. Uh in in the sand and then let the fucking fire ants to eat his head. And so like the fire ants come out and I'm like, what is this? Uh there used to be there used to be a cartoon uh called Beast Wars. Uh and there used to be it's like a it's a uh spin-off of Transformers. Instead of cars turning into robots, it's uh animals turning into robots. And there used to be a fire ant. On the show called Inferno. And like he was a fire ant robot. And like it was like he would be a robot and then he'd turn into a fucking giant fire ant. And gotta watch the show. I can't explain that shit. Um but I was looking at these ants and I was like, Inferno from Beast Wars look more realistic than these fucking ants, and that's a fucking cartoon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's a fucking cartoon. Yeah, shit looks, shit looks fake. It didn't hold up very well. Uh, also, the, the Scorpion King has a comedic sidekick. And with getting a comedic sidekick, you get a guy that's in the way that's just not funny. It's what you get. You get a dude that is just not funny. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that dude, because he, he is a waste of space. In this movie, goddamn. Um, the villain in this movie is so generic, he's so generic. He's just some dude who just wants to take a take, like, just wants to take over kingdoms just for the hell of it. You know, he's not like, we don't get his plan or anything. He's just like, Yeah, I t-. and like, he like, Yeah, I took this place, I did this, and, and he was like, why, you're not even talking about why you wanted to fucking do it, you know, it just whatever, uh, he also has this, uh, sorceress played by Kelly Who, who, honestly, she's just here for eye candy, like, she just really serves no purpose but to be pretty, that's her job, they just, they're like, stand there and look pretty and say these fucking words, is what they say, is what they probably just fucking told her, Uh, that's the problem with a lot of this movie and women, Uh, this movie focuses on hot women a lot it was like they focus on hot women so much I thought this was a Michael Bay film like, you know when you watch Michael Bay movies and like they just focus on women for no reason Just, just hot chicks for no reason there's a lot of that in this movie. You're going to be like, wow, like th- these women are here. They serve no goddamn purpose, you know, like, but to be hot, you know, like that's, that's what it is. Uh, let's talk about the tone of this movie or the tones of this movie because this movie has so many tones, so, so, so many tones. It doesn't know what it wants to be like sometimes I feel like I'm watching the Ten Commandments. Then other times I feel like I'm watching Prince of Persia, and then at other times I feel like I felt like I was watching a Latin, you know. Like this movie is just all over the fucking place. It doesn't know what it wants to be. You know. Funny enough, you know what this movie doesn't remind me of? The Mummy, which this is supposed to be a spinoff of. <laughs> so. But like, and so like, towards the middle of this movie, the middle of this movie turned into kind of like a travel movie with, uh, uh, The Rock, Kelly, who, and the unfunny sidekick, uh, like they're just aimlessly just traveling to nowhere. Cause like, they don't have a fucking plane, you know, like they're just trying to get away from the generic villain and they don't know where the fuck they're going. They're just traveling. They're just aimlessly walking through the fucking desert on a camel uh this movie sometimes turns into a low key porno flick because of the sexual situations that they put Kelly who in uh cause like there's a scene in this movie where the rock gets stabbed by a poisonous arrow like he's fighting a bunch of guys like like a bunch of the generic villains uh, baddies or some shit and like one of the guys like before he dies he stabs the rock uh, with a poisonous arrow like he stabs him and he's dying and what does kelly who do (laughs) that that sounded crazy but what does kelly who do she gets on top of this dude she gets on top of the rock half butt naked and straddles him and sucks the poison out of his mouth She sucks the poison out of his mouth, and when I mean when I say she's half butt naked, I mean she's half butt naked. Like you could you could see half of her fucking coochie coming out the bottom of her outfit. Like my wife, because my wife was watching this movie with me, and she was like, "Oh my god!" She was like, "You could see her vagina." She was like, (laughs) "That's what she said." She said she was like, "You could see." her vagina like that's not like half of you can see her full vagina coming out of the side of that coming out of the side of that outfit it's crazy like I said like she's just here for eye candy she is just just jerk off fodder that's all she is like it makes me wonder if there is a Scorpion King porno like there's gotta be a Scorpion King porno out there is it I'm probably gonna look it up for uh for for research purposes uh yeah later later in the week i'll probably look that up but uh michael clark duncan joins us towards the middle of this movie and he's playing what he plays best like a big brutish black guy you know that likes to fight so he and the rock have a big fight of course that just ends up with them teaming up like they fight each other because people are like because uh, you know people are like oh man because you, you got these two big guys let's see what they look like when they fight and then they're gonna stop fighting and then they're gonna team up uh so like they end up they just end up teaming up together uh they try to have let's talk about this I gotta talk about this because this is glaringly obvious they try to have a romantic chemistry between uh, uh, the rock and Kelly who, but all the chemistry comes from Kelly who, because you look at this movie, the rock could not care less about this girl. <laughs> he could not give a shit about this girl. It, it's, it's just like, she's like, cause it makes it look like, cause like when you look at the movie, it looks like he's fucking annoyed by her. And I don't know if he's just annoyed by the actress or the character, because it's like every time she comes around him, he's just like, "What? What? What? Bitch? What? What do you want? You know? You like, <laughs> like, can you leave me the fuck alone?" But uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. So they try. They try to. They try to have like uh, romantic chemistry between the two of them. But Kelly, who's doing all the fucking work, the Rock could give a shit about this girl. Like she's more into him that he is her <laughs> and he's <it's> like <laughs> okay that's the funniest shit to me cuz like cuz it looks like cuz like it looks like Kelly who wants to like like fuck the rock pretty much like she I'm just going to say like she looks like she wants to fuck the rock like she wants to like fuck the shit out of the rock but the rock is looking at her like i ain't any i ain't into you but like and i'm like dude it's kelly fucking who you know like kelly who is beautiful, you know, she's fucking hot, but, you know, The Rock, you know, he had a wife at the time, you know, like, he had a wife at the time, I guess he's, like, he like, you know, commendable, he's a commendable man, he didn't want to disrespect his wife, you know, and that's baby why he was just, like, man, I'm just, he's, like, cause he just had that look, and every time she's, like, like, man, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to feed my family, man, doing this movie, man, like, and you just over here making these sexual advances at me, and I don't like this shit, <laughs> that's what the, that's what every time they was around each other, that's what that shit looked like, it looked like she was making sexual advances at him, and he was just like, can you get the fuck away from me, please, <laughs> you know, that's what that looked like, but, anyway, The Rock gets an army together to go and take out the born ass villain, who we don't see a lot, that's the sign of a weak villain when you don't see him a lot. Cause like he has maybe four scenes cause you see him at the beginning. You see him in the middle when he he sends everybody like, Hey, go look for this motherfucker and kill him and shit like that. Uh, and then you see him towards the end when they, when they storm his fucking kingdom and fight him and shit. Uh, so, like, you don't see him a lot. Like I said, that's the sign of a weak-ass villain to me. Uh, I don't remember seeing this guy in anything else after this, either. Like, I don't see... I don't remember his face. I don't I don't remember seeing him in anything else after this. Maybe he was. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but in the end, The Rock wins. He gets the girl and becomes the Scorpion King. And then they play that stupid Godsmack song. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't like that song. I don't. I don't fucking like that song. I'm like, I have nothing against Godsmack. I have nothing against Godsmack. I think they're a decent band. I, I like that acoustic album that they put out. Like, uh, they, they they put out an acoustic album out like in the mid two thousands. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but this song got on my fucking nerves. It was like. It was everywhere at the time. If you were around in fucking 2002, you heard I Stand Alone a bunch of fucking times, you know? <laughs> you know, like, that song was fucking everywhere. Uh, overall, like, this movie was really just a whole lot of nothing. I think, like, they just made this movie as a vehicle to test out if The Rock could truly be a star, you know, obviously, obviously, he passed the test, because 20 years later, he's the biggest fucking star in Hollywood, and he makes the most money in Hollywood, I think he's probably, like, the highest paid actor in Hollywood right now, like, they put him in fucking everything, so obviously, he's all right, you know, he's all right, he's doing good, He, he ain't starving, you know, but, you know, uh, like, this, this movie's not good, this movie's not good, like, the one thing I can say, like, this movie's not good, but The Rock's charisma and Kelly Who's attractiveness is what gets you through this movie. You know, like, there's there's no plot. And like I said, like, before, the villain, he's boring and generic. You know, you don't know what the fuck, you, half the time you don't know what the fuck is going on. They couldn't pick tone, they couldn't pick a tone of the movie. They don't know if this wants to be a biblical movie, like a bigger-than-life biblical movie. They don't know if this wants to be a silly action film. At some points, it looks like I'm watching a kids film, you know, like a kids action film—a film, an film, uh, action film that's meant for kids. And, like they didn't know what they wanted this movie to be. But I give this movie a two out of five because, like I said, the movie's not good. But The Rock and Kelly Who, they are the—they're the, the ones that hold this goddamn movie together. Uh, Join me next week when I will be reviewing... What am I reviewing next week? Ah, yes, I remember. When I will be reviewing 2003's School of Rock. Until next time, peace.